because I always like to have this sort of like faux intro where it's sort of just we start talking and then we say, oh, welcome everybody to the, the CrossFit bath and the bridge. Yeah, don't sneak, forget the bridge. We'll sneak that in there, <laughs> podcast. Um, and the reason we highlight the bridge side of things is we have a, a bridge legend with us today. <laughs> the one and only Penny Rutter. Rutter. <laughs> Rhymes with butter. Uh, Penny, welcome Thank to the you. CrossFit bath podcast. Nervous? Um, Yeah, a bit. Don't know why. You have to deal with people like Jake all day. I mean, <laughs> no issue with me on a podcast. Easy. Um, so as our, our bridge correspondent, Jake Brinkman, yep. failed to get you on, didn't even try, I think, um, I reached out yep. because your Instagram is very interesting as of <laughs> Apparently recent. Apparently so. <laughs> as, of, uh, as of recent months. Yeah. And so I, thought, oh, I want to speak to you about that. And then by by coincidence, you were like, oh, I'm actually in Bath tomorrow. So yep. brilliant. Let's Let's get this done. Yeah. Um, and not because I hadn't organized anything or I was, you know, disorganized <laughs> and didn't have guests lined up, but because, you know, the opportunity presented itself. So, Penny, we always like to warm up okay. before the podcast, especially on a cold morning like this. Yeah. First question, peanut butter, Yeah. crunchy, smooth, covered in chocolate. Crunchy, not covered in chocolate. Crunchy, not covered in chocolate. Yeah. Too sweet. Yeah. Double sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, I was going to, I normally would have some other questions, but. You said something to me yesterday. I was like, well, here's the warm-up discussion. Okay. Because I sent you a message and you didn't reply. You didn't reply for a little while. <laughs> and then when you did reply, <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, I was in an escape room. Yeah. So tell us about the escape room. Oh, so we had a team building day with work yesterday and um, a day talking all around communication and coping through the winter pressures in the NHS and then as a bit of relief at the end of the day apparently we um, went into an escape room um, we can safely say it's not my bag and it's not something I'm any good at and much to my colleagues delight I'm actually really jumpy and it was dark and so most of their entertainment came from just frightening me the whole time. Um, I don't think I was any help in escaping, and we did not escape. You did not escape. <laughs> no, we did not escape. So it's quite miraculous we've got you on today. You could have still been. I could still be locked in a room. <sighs> See, this was where I was... of bar. This is what I wonder. I wondered if this was sort of your, you know, as CrossFit is your physical challenge. If this was like the cerebral challenge, and, and you were somebody who liked to sort of throw no. yourself into these. I hated it. Hated it. <laughs> Good to know. Okay. Yeah. So if anybody wants to take you up, so, so you're more like take me to Ninja Warrior than you are yes, take me to an escape room. Definitely. Good. Okay. Was there a theme of the escape room? Um, Something to do with a witch. All right. Yeah, okay. I didn't really understand the story. And then we ended up in the secret garden. We got that far. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you should have used that as your excuse. Yeah. Saying, Look, I'm a more logical person. This was silly. If you if we if this had been like a nuclear fallout, I'd have been fine. But, yeah, but I'd have yeah. been all over it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Right. Final question, because then yeah. we'll get into the, the main discussion, and that is, Penny, who would play you in the, the CrossFit Bath and the Bridge movie? If I could pick anyone. You can pick anyone you want. Okay, Pink. Pink? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Any any reason? Just She's incredible. Now, I, I usually cast someone myself. Um, just because, you know, because quite often people struggle with okay. the question. So sometimes I, I like to, to do my own casting. Okay. But not today, because I reached out to my Trowbridge correspondent <laughs> and I asked Jake, who would play you? Oh, wow. Any, any guesses who he might have said? No. Well, he has gone for Linda Hamilton. 
This is awful, but I don't even know who that uh, is. Linda Hamilton is... I don't watch much television. I just Did you ever watch know. Terminator? Uh, oh, back in the day, yes. Oh, back in the day. So it's... So it's... She, is she like 80 or something? Oh, <laughs> let's have a look. Let's see how old... Let's see how Jake old. could be in trouble for this. I think he did it to be like complimentary. Okay. I think so. Uh, she was born... Oh, in Salisbury. Okay. Maryland, USA. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 26th of September 1956. Wow. <laughs> okay. But like, that's her profile picture on there. Yeah. You know. Yeah, fair play. And and actually, she was quite um, groundbreaking in in Terminator 2. But like the change from Terminator 1 to Terminator 2 when she kind of got buff. And that was very like unusual to okay. see Back women. In the day. Well, when, when did Terminator 2 come out? Like like now, you know, you cast yeah. Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman and everyone is like, well, will she be able to put on enough muscle sort of thing? But back then, like, yeah. you didn't generally, that wasn't the thing for women on screen. So I, I think, yeah, I was, honestly believe... He was doing believe, me a favour rather than going on the age yeah. thing. He was going on the... Yeah, because he could have yeah. gone for like, I don't know. I was, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's You're worried that. about digging a hole, aren't <laughs> yeah, you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, he could have gone for, you know, some black and white movie star or <laughs> Okay. Penny, where do we begin? So, if people don't know you in Bath, yeah. they may have seen you because you were here for the charity pairs throwdown. Yes, I was. Yeah. Um, for um, the, I want to say, I know it's Charlie, but I cannot remember what the Jack. Jack, I cannot remember the Jack's journey. Jack's That's journey. It. Yeah. Jack's journey. Um, so, so you were there for that. Yeah. Who was your partner? Gerald, my husband. Was he a good partner? He was a great partner. Unfortunately, because of his own physical um, injuries, he has to scale and change lots of things. So um, it was interesting because most competitions he can't take part in because he has to do movements differently. But for stuff like that, it's good fun. So it was really nice to have the opportunity to actually compete together because normally we don't get that opportunity. So, yeah, it's great. It's good fun and a really good cause. So That's it. I mean, that's... You know, I, I've said it on record many times. I don't compete. I just do things for charity. Yeah. But like that is another one of the benefits of doing these kind of charity throwdowns yeah. is because it's not about the podium. It's not about the prize. It's just, you know, even if you are having to adapt and scale or change workouts a yeah. bit, you're still raising money for the charity. So, Definitely. you know, it's still worth your, your being there. And as you said, it was a good opportunity for you guys to, to team up. Yeah. Any yeah, arguments during the... Uh... No, I don't think <laughs> no. so. Not to my memory. He might you remember got, differently. You haven't got but... the energy to argue during <laughs> no, that. Okay. absolutely not. Okay, I was teamed up, obviously, with Jake himself. Yeah. So, yeah. And then he ditched Any me. Arguments? <laughs> no, actually, I I mean, only about how bad I am at fitness, probably. That was the only, okay, the only thing. No, no, it was, it, was all, it was all fine. It was all good. Um, but he obviously ditched me later. When he went to another competition yeah. in Southampton with yeah. you, yeah. So, like, I saw again some posts of that. So, what was what was that all about? So, for me, um, I love CrossFit. I love the um, community side of it, and to stay driven in training, I need to be trained for a purpose. So, um, this competition cropped up when I was just looking for something to sign up for, um, and the only reason I signed up for it is that part. Well, one of the elements was paddleboarding and it's something that I love so I thought well what could be better CrossFit and paddleboarding um, teams of six so I just kind of reached out to a load of people who would be interested um, 
you know it's not about how where we come like you said it's more about the like the fun side of it and just to give us some focus for you know a reason for training apart from just you know your own fitness so um that's where that came about and yeah Jake was on my my team of team of six I think he was probably the youngest and I was the eldest I want to say yeah yeah He's very young, though, so that's... He is know, very young, and I'm yeah. very old, so... Oh, I yeah, didn't, so it I didn't really say well. <laughs> But the average age was brilliant. It was well, the average age was awesome, yeah. <laughs> oh, and it was really, really good fun. And, you know, we didn't, um, you know, in a placing point of view, we didn't do well. As a team who had never actually all been in a room together until that day, two people had never even met each other, and one of the team has never done CrossFit. Um, I think we did exceptionally well. Yeah. to get through the day i think you did very well to get through the day i question your organizational skills for putting a team together but <laughs> that's probably another discussion yeah yeah um now i also want to go into how you got into crossfit as well okay and we'll do that in a minute and then we've got to talk about your trip to kenya okay as well because that they're connected the two uh, stories are, are two connected, stories are connected. Yeah. very good but before we get there we'll do one like final thing because the other thing people might know you for if they look at your Instagram, is yeah. that you are clearly the biggest ambassador for strike <laughs> fitness. Well, and I you don't t- find the biggest, the mo- most vocal. Most vocal, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, to, to the point that I came down to, you know, we're, we're recording in Bath. You're not, you know, not normally, I rarely see you at the, the box here unless no, it's a competition. Another person I very rarely see at the box here is Natty anyway. Yeah. Mr. Strike Fitness himself. You're here. He's here. I know. Who knew? I didn't know he was going to be here. He definitely wouldn't have known I was going to be here, but there oh, you go. I don't know. I think all that, that Strike Fitness merch is like <laughs> tag GPS tracked. Do you reckon? <laughs> so he knows exactly where all his, Followed me. All his people are. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I, I just wondered, because you were saying about needing to kind of have that motivation to train, need, training for something. Yeah. Is that sort of tied together with kind of the the Strike stuff and... and does that give you that little extra so motivation? or The strike fitness was born from a very different place. Um, so I'd done CrossFit for, I think, three years plus by the time I um, signed up for strike. Um, it was born from, I don't want to get dark and deep, but it was born from me being impossibly the darkest place I've ever been. Um, and life had taken massive turns and changes um, and then physically being an older woman, menopause, all of those things had changed me and my body. And I was particularly unhappy with everything, would be fair to say. Um, and I had a lot more time than I'd had previously because of these changes in my life. And so my husband said, why don't you talk to Natty? Because loads of people had said to me when I've spoken to them, had you thought about doing um, programming with Nat? Because, you know, he's really good at what he does. Um so yeah, I spoke to him and said, can you help? He was like, what do you want to achieve? I said, he was like, yes, but it, you have to be in it for the long haul. It's not going to be done by Christmas. And yeah, two plus years later, yeah, I'm still, yeah, he can't get rid of me. He can't rid of you, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm sure he'd like to, but. Yeah, like I said, it wouldn't be done by Christmas, but like not six more. Chris. I'm like, come on, like, surely by now you're done. Leave me yeah. alone. <laughs> like 2025, are we done yet? <laughs> nope. Okay. We, well, we'll swing back to maybe the dark place because, you know, like that is by far not probably the darkest thing we've talked about on this podcast. No, and, I'm sure. And I think it's always, I, I think particularly of these chats where, you know, it's just the, the, the person you see in the corner or, or, during the workout and maybe yeah. you don't know that well and, and things like that. 
it is always good to to hear these things because it's kind of obviously to different degrees but it's a situation for everybody and yeah. sometimes people think well maybe i'm the only one that's feeling no. this way or doing this so it's always nice to sort of be like oh okay yeah we're all going through stuff and we're yeah. all struggling and this is a an outlet for many people it's not just the you know i used to be doing extremely high level sport and yeah. this is filling the void it's, sometimes yeah. it is you know that nah, that's not the reason i'm here but yeah definitely okay so these stories are tied together so let's start with how did you get into CrossFit? So six years ago, um, I did my first charity bike ride. Right. Um, okay. So leading up to that, I did a lot of training, as did my husband. Um, him, he did personal training with my nephew, who was a personal trainer. And I had a personal trainer already, and I just kind of, he adapted what training we did. Um, we got, you know, as fit as we could and we did the bike ride and we came back and we wanted to maintain a level of fitness. My nephew changed jobs, so couldn't carry on with the fitness with my husband. And the guy that did my personal training was very CrossFit-esque. Um, I used to see him once a week and in his garage with all his kit um, and then do extra stuff just at a normal high street gym, which never really was kind of fit for the purpose of you know what he would set me. Um, and he fair play to him said that he felt that actually joining a CrossFit gym, I'd get more for my money because I said, I want more sessions a week. And he said, he's more than happy to do it. But cost wise, he just said for your money, you'd get more if you joined a CrossFit gym. He knew shacks, I think. <laughs> who, doesn't? Um, who doesn't? Who doesn't? So, um, so I kept going with him for a bit and then, and started CrossFit at the same time as did my husband. We both joined um, and yeah, the rest they say is history. So, um, it got to a point where, you know, I couldn't, you know, sustain paying for both. And actually it wasn't really much point paying for both. And he, this personal trainer, um, was amazing. And yeah, he just said, no, you've got to go and do that because you're getting much more out of it. So yeah, so that's how I got into CrossFit in the first place. That, that's interesting because, you know, I, I love it when I'm proved right. So this is, cause I've said for a long time, like the way to pitch CrossFit is never to to pitch it as a gym yeah because it's a really expensive gym yeah compared to, although to be honest even you kind of global gym prices at the moment are getting quite steep for just yeah. using their equipment but my point has always been it's you know it's not the gym and using their weights and things like that it's the coaching don't pitch it Absolutely. as an expensive gym pitch it as a cheaper version of having a personal trainer and yeah. admittedly they're not a a personal trainer but it's a you know relatively small sized class and you're yeah. getting the attention of the coach and if you're doing something wrong they're going to come over and help you or give you yeah. some advice so it's nice to hear a personal trainer pitch crossfit as a yeah. more affordable version than doing yeah all these sessions with them but and as you say i mean considering that is you know their livelihood yeah it's good for you that you met someone that didn't sort of say no, stick with me. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, come every day. I mean, he could have persuaded me easily because he was really good and he'd done, you know, he'd been amazing as a as a trainer for me. Um, but yeah, so fair play to him. Imagine an alternate universe where there's no strike fitness because you'd, <laughs> you'd stuck with this guy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't even want to think about that. <laughs> so, okay. So had you heard, you said your personal trainer was kind of CrossFit-esque anyway. Did you know that when you were training? No, with him? I'd no, I'd, I'd never heard of CrossFit. You'd I didn't never know heard what of it CrossFit. Was. It was only when he explained 
you know in the, over the sessions i because i probably was with him for two years once right. a week and he yeah explained that that's what um you know his movements and the type of lifting that we did and stuff was okay. kind of where he'd got his inspiration, inspiration from right. yeah so when when you were like then looking into did you sort of do any research on crossfit before no. going or you just trusted we live in Traybridge that... and it was the only gym that was in Traybridge. yeah and that's... well, well I, I meant more I meant more in the sense of because what I think is interesting is you kind of had like a, a soft introduction to CrossFit mm-hmm. and then you went and did CrossFit yeah. compared to people that maybe you might suggest to them, you know, I think you'd really enjoy CrossFit yeah. and then they just Google CrossFit yeah. and maybe read some positive comments and then yeah. read some negative comments yeah. and, and it can be quite difficult, you know. And I think now it's a lot better. Um, a few years ago, like probably when you started, if you'd Googled it, you'd probably found a lot more negative things talking yeah, about crossfit yeah. than, than than positive but now i think people are less going on the kind of oh you just injure yourself and you hurt yourself but i was just intrigued with this sort of soft gentle introduction into kind of one day a week crossfit light and then yeah full in okay so you you went you started was it like love at first sight no or hated I just, it? I just, no i didn't hate it i felt particularly I don't know, unfit. It's quite intimidating to start with, I think. Was there a different feeling then because you were in a class now? So, I, you know, when you're saying you felt unfit, obviously yeah. you've been doing that kind of stuff before. Yeah. But you were doing it on your own. Yeah. So there wasn't that person yeah. lapping you yeah. <laughs> through the workout. Exactly. Um, so I think, you know, the the age old expression that comparison is the theft of joy and all the rest of it, but we can't help it with how we're wired, isn't it? So, you know, you did... I did compare to how other people, what they were lifting, what they were doing. And yeah, but it was exceptionally welcoming and friendly and, you know, encouraging. So, yeah, just kind of stuck with it. And yeah, I'm glad I did. Did your husband enjoy it straight away? So was he, so he was training with your with my nephew, nephew before. Yeah, who had actually been a member of Traybridge um, ah. before um, and then had stop because of work and, and what have you so it was him that suggested to Gerald and then Gerald suggested to um, me that if I thought about it he would think about it as well and, yeah, okay. that's kind of so sort of convinced each other yeah do you train at the same time uh varies absolutely varies because of my work his work um he at, we have cardio club in Traybridge I know I don't know if you have that here but um it's his absolute favorite class of the oh, week really? Not my favourite class of the week. So. We're, we're weightlifting Wednesday, right? That's nice. <laughs> yeah. So I prefer. Yeah. Now I used to prefer cardio club, but yeah. So yeah. Oh, okay. But sometimes yeah. we do. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's similar with me and Rochelle. Like actually, Friday morning is maybe the only time we can ever train together because yeah. it's the only day that we're both off and the kids are at school. Yeah. Otherwise, it's sort of one does the morning, one does the evening, or yeah. you know, or or like literally ships passing. Yeah. <laughs> or one. Sometimes I'll turn up here with like Emily and say you take her now and I'll do my class and she's just finished her so um but it is nice occasionally you get that opportunity but I actually think it's nicer when you don't get to train together all the time yeah because then when you do you're like oh wow you've gotten a lot better at this or you know god last time I saw you doing that you know you weren't lifting that heavy and things like that so it's quite it's a bit like when you don't see someone for a long time yeah and they look really different because you're like oh yeah whereas when you see them every day you don't you don't notice the grey hairs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so we've gone from 
So you did a charity bike ride. Yep. Weren't getting fit enough once a week. You needed needed yep. more. So you started at uh, at Drobridge. Yeah. Let's jump ahead then. Yeah. To your recent trip. To My recent trip. Okay. Kenya. So there was one more trip oh, in between. There was one more trip. Let's yeah. not jump ahead so to this trip to Kenya. No, 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 no. I can skim over it, but, but let's we... move back. Yeah. So, f- so four years ago so two years after the first trip right. two years after I so i don't think we knew each other four years ago no, so, absolutely. I, so forgive me everyone so i the... was not aware <laughs> of what penny was doing four years ago so we did our second charity bike ride with our getting fit with crossfit and obviously sitting on a bike and cycling <clears throat> for hours and miles um and um each time we've done it we've trained saying we will never do this again and then we get halfway on the bike ride and say oh maybe we'll just do it once more so the same happened four years ago um and then where, where was the bike ride four years so ago? the first one was in ghana the first second one, was in, ghana? one was in kenya okay um which was four years ago and so we'd agreed that we would do the one in 2020 and as we all know life changed what for happened everyone in 2020? in 2020 and my life changed even more so so you sign up the year before so in 2019 was when we decided definitely um but unfortunately my dad had just died so I was helping look after my mum and just knew I couldn't commit to the training and there's no point committing to 500 kilometers over five days if you haven't done the training so or even if you've done the training to be honest the training it's hard but it was no training there was no way so my friend who was the lone medic on the bike ride said it's just too much now for one medic so how about I go as the second medic and my husband does the training and just does the ride and so that was the plan for 2020 um, which never happened and then sadly my mum also died but I was committed then to to being the medic and I didn't want to let them down so um, 21 the ride almost happened but didn't because the pandemic was still a thing and then finally this year we did that third ride but me as a medic that seems to be like the sweet spot there then right <laughs> so that's where you wanted to get to <laughs> yeah well I know I've uh... It's inter- so first of all, the charity. So the charity is child.org. Um, it was born from a group of medical students who had done some time in Kenya and had this idea of sustainable health for children. Um, it's expanded to um, maternal health as well, um, identifying that um, many babies don't live beyond the first few months in Africa. So actually, if you can, if you can look after mums during pregnancy... Um, and also one of their more recent um, elements of the charity is in engaging fathers in the pregnancy side of things and then in um, the sort of, you know, looking after children when they're born rather than having nothing to do with them, which in the more rural communities <clears throat> is a problem. Um, I mean, that, that is quite, that is quite a cultural thing. Yeah, um, very much. And I mean, so, you know, I, as I've said many times, I lived in Italy for, for mm-hmm. 10 years. But the majority of the people I knew there, because of the English language, were from Ghana, Nigeria, okay. Cameroon, yeah. and that. And I remember once being at a a, a meeting, basically, and um, we just had Harvey recently, and he was a newborn baby, and I took him out to, you know, I was going to change him, mm. and and a friend of mine stopped me, and he was like, "Where are you going?" I said, "Oh, I've got to go and change the baby." Mm. He's like, "Well, do you know how to do it?" <laughs> it seemed like such a crazy question. I was like. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And he had, I think, two kids. 
you know, had two mm. kids and they were growing kids. And they were like, I've never done it. Yeah. And you're just like, wow. Yes. <laughs> that's, uh, but, but it's, it's just, it's cultural. It's normal sort of thing. But, <clears throat> yeah. but you're right. It, that, you know, when you think of the additional pressures, and I mean, that, you know, he was living in Italy now anyway. So life was a little bit easier mm-hmm. than being, you know, all the challenges you have anyway of just living out in some of these parts of Africa. Yeah. And on top of that, yeah. you know, think how hard it is to raise a kid when you've got all the kind of amenities yeah. we have here in, in the UK, yeah. for example, but doing it there yeah. and you're, on, you know, you're sort of on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Very challenging. Yeah. The person you need to speak to about the charity is Dan, one of the um, trustees and founding members. Um, he's, he's incredibly articulate and a great public speaker. Um, and, you know, he's got all the data at the forefront of his brain, which I don't have. I've heard it and I've been impressed by it, but um, I don't retain it. So I can't give you lots of lots of data. But they, um, being um, medical personnel, they they have spent a lot of time collecting data, auditing their results. And it is proven to be doing really well. So they're now affiliated with lots of other uh, charities that help um sort of increase funding so comic relief help with their funding and what have you and yeah so it's a, it is a great sustainable charity nice. yeah and if you want to look it up on instagram it's child.org with the dot spelt d-o-t yes yeah okay yeah. good see i've done a, i've yeah. done a, a fraction of research yeah i've skimmed yeah. the ground had a quick <laughs> had a quick look yeah yeah it's great so so you were getting to ride in like the jeep behind the bikes is that what was yeah, happening yeah so kind of Yes, essentially my day would start behind the bikes. And then you forced Gerald to be always, on a bike. And Gerald was on a bike. So because... So he's who really should be on the podcast. Because, <laughs> yeah, he yeah he said, you didn't do the hard work when I said that you'd invited me to do this. So, um, so the ride didn't happen in 2020. So what they did this year was two rides back to back, which is why I went to Kenya for a month. Um, I wouldn't normally be there for that long as the medic. It would normally be sort of the ride is sort of five to seven days is all you need to take. We normally take a couple of days at the end just to kind of sleep. Um, So, yeah, so I was there for (laughs) a couple of days just to sleep sleep because you're just so tired. Um, But, yeah, so this time I was lucky enough to go out for for a full month, which was amazing. So um, both Ashley, the other medic and myself, um, we volunteer our time. Um, we managed to we both work in the same department but we got two weeks leave and then we took two weeks unpaid so we could do it because it's an opportunity of a lifetime to, to obviously go and do this so yeah so um, I would start my day well initially I would start my day sat in a jeep but I spent most of it sat on the window ledge of the jeep hanging out so my I didn't have a pop-top jeep like the safari jeeps the one I was in was just a four-wheel drive yeah i've seen pictures of you sitting out the window yeah and actually although um it looks like i'm just doing that for fun when you're trying to look forwards and backwards and manage traffic shout out at cyclists etc etc it's actually a much easier place to to kind of do that is sat on the window ledge however um it's not particularly comfortable i was gonna say yeah. I have a permanent bruise, oh, really? <laughs> of oh. which we don't need to discuss, but yeah. No. We'll, let, we'll let listeners use their imagination. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. They're picturing you as Linda Hamilton or Pink, and now they're wondering about yeah, this bruise. about my bruise, okay. yeah. Um, did you have to deal with any bad kind of... Nothing. We were really lucky. There was the usual, you know, gravel rash from people falling off um, and cuts and bumps and, and grazes and that kind of thing. Um, it was 35 degrees, so there was an element of heat, exhaustion, 
heat stroke and dehydration although most of that is managed really well by the support crew um we call them the irish boys um that they're an irish company um a lot of them are ex-garda um right. and yeah they are incredibly knowledgeable in cycling and also david kinger who was chris Froome's coach um is part of the kenyan support crew so they've got some real real sort of experience and obviously ashley and i from a medical point of view <clears throat> excuse me and then me from the fact i've done two bike rides and i know what worked for me so right okay nice yeah. now did you make gerald do two bike roads no, back to back no so i went out for two weeks and then he flew out and met me halfway through and then he did the yeah. second bike ride yeah I just wondered. I was just curious. I said, "Oh, don't go home." Yeah, <laughs> yes, they do, do all again. <laughs> actually, I think he would have. He would have done it. He did so much training that actually really? he smashed it. And because no wonder he likes cardio. There club. were three. Yeah, there were three. We cycled, or they cycled through three national parks, which has never been done before. So in these national parks, you would get fined a thousand pounds for even stepping outside your vehicle. And now we've got seventy people on bikes cycling past lions and elephants and. It was yeah. literally the most insane thing I've been a part of. Um, but what Gerald did beforehand was bought himself a mountain bike and learnt to off-road properly. So, yeah, and then also did lots of road cycling as well. So, yeah, he actually... So is he now uh, doing still kind of doing some off-road biking now? Is so he, I think he, he probably will stick with doing yeah. some just for fun. With I was going to say, has he found sort of a, with, yeah. a new... Yeah, new something to do, but probably won't make himself. He'll be a fair weather off roader, whereas in his training phase, he went out in all that awful weather that we had just to, to get prep the miles himself in and get prepped. Yeah, yeah, that thirty-five degrees heat that we had. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not <laughs> okay. Oh, it's all very interesting. Now I have a question about going through these parks. Yeah, because obviously, you know, you have medical experience. Mm-hmm. I was going to say years of medical experience, I but I won't, I won't say yeah. that. Saying, 33. You know, <laughs> yeah. see, you're complaining people saying you're older and you keep dropping these numbers in. Oh, not, no. It's not me. I'm um, happy to talk about my age. Was there any part of you that was thinking, right, I, I know how to deal with gravel rash. I know how to deal yeah. with, with heat stroke. Not sure what to do about like a lion. Yes. So there were just a couple of incidents over the two rides where I had to think laterally in ha- if what I think might just be just about to happen happens I now need to think how am I going to deal with this with one other medic there were actually quite a few doctors on both the rides which is always helpful although it's not their job if something awful was to happen they would obviously step in and help um but yeah there, there was at one point a, what a, a herd of wildebeest running towards the cyclists and I thought yeah we're gonna have more than one injured person how are we gonna deal with this but yeah the, we had the Kenyan Wildlife Service supporting us so we had two jeeps full of eight rangers and yeah they were awesome so all right so halfway through mm-hmm. was the decision made that you might try this again because last time you said no last time and then you said oh but halfway through we were like well maybe one more so it's really interesting so I've been invited to stay as crew so albeit I was there as in a medical capacity you're a small crew of people that are making this bike ride happen so I did all sorts of things from you know prepping hotel rooms to kind of meet and greet to lifting bikes and kit on and off lorries I just did the same as the rest of the crew um, and they've invited me to stay. So I essentially have been given the dates for next year already. So yes, for me as a medic. Gerald, interestingly, all through his training this time, because he did a lot of it on his own, 
because I wasn't doing the riding. I was like, this is it. I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing this again. And he got halfway through the ride and said, well, maybe I could do one more. This guy. So, this yeah. guy needs to ditch cardio class. <laughs> somebody buy him a barbell. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, obviously, we have quite a number of crazy people that go to both the bridge and Bath that, that love, you know, when we have to go run, they're jumping on the bike. They always yeah. want to be on the bike. They love the bike. They cycle to the box and away from the box. If anyone like that was intrigued and thinking, oh, this sounds like fun. Yeah. First of all, fun. <laughs> if they think this sounds like a good experience, maybe that's better. Yeah. Uh, can they get involved? Yes, they... most definitely. Well, Absolutely. What do they need to do? Should uh, they just well, I, DM you? They will <laughs> bugging be... You? Um, I think they might have already posted out the first link for people to show their interest for next November, so I can share that. If anyone wants to know more about the charity, um, I don't see any reason why we couldn't organise an evening where... Dan would come across and just talk to people about the charity and the bike ride um, so people could just find out more about it. We could make that happen. Um, or just, yeah, talk to me, message me. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. But there's, yeah, it's not cheap because you pay for your place and you have to raise a certain amount of money for the charity. Um, and all the money that's raised goes to the charity. So I think sometimes people are a bit um, reticent to to sponsor people who think well is half my money going on you being you know going off on a on a jolly through national yeah. parks and whatever but no that side of it is completely self-funded and then yeah you raise the money for charity so yeah it's interesting that you say that <clears throat> I, i've running for my head a lot of that because i've a couple of things have been done for charity recently and people sort of reached out to me and asked some questions about it and were like do you know anything about this thing do you know and i think that is an interesting an interesting takeaway is that there's a a lot of stuff happening within the CrossFit space and, yeah. and the CrossFit sphere in general that is labelled sort of for charity. Yeah. And it's not always so transparent. Mm. And there are those questions of, you say it's for charity, but yeah. where is this money going? Yeah, and sort exactly. Of, you know, am I sure that it's all going there? Is is someone getting paid from this sort of thing? So, um, yeah, I think that is actually a something that's even more in the, back of people's minds at the moment is sort of especially if you're sort of saying right you give me this money i'm going to go off to kenya for a couple of weeks exactly. have fun and then um yeah. but it's for charity like yeah, yeah. okay but yeah because the, the cycling is really grueling um as you can imagine um oh, it's fun but it is really hard work and um quite often they've stuck in a fairly decent incline as well they didn't this time because the off-roading was so much but we've done the base of Mount Kenya, there was another mountain, I can't remember the name of it, when we were in Ghana, that's, yeah, pretty much killed most of us off. And um, and so where you stay in the evenings, um, you don't get to spend much time there, but where you stay in the evenings is actually quite nice. You're not staying in tents and stuff, you know, you are exceptionally well looked after, which is why the ride is actually quite expensive, because you're staying in some sort of fairly good places. Which you kind of need to recover from. You absolutely need the to day. then get up and cycle um, another yeah. hundred kilometers the following day. You kind of need. Yeah, you can't be, have been you like know. just sleeping on a rock somewhere. No, no, absolutely not. All right. Wow. So we'll cycle back. We'll cycle back. Look at what a what an accidental. Nicely pun. done. <laughs> <laughs> just go back to one thing you said earlier because you talked about, you know, that motivation for training, having a kind of goal or something. Yeah. And obviously, you somehow lucked out and managed to, to to get off the bike and into yeah. the jeep so yeah you can't claim that anymore you're training for that no. unless you're just going to start doing sort of 
seat window for reps. <laughs> just, I've got to practice sitting out the window. Uh, I tell you what, CrossFit made that possible because if I didn't do the fitness that I do, there's no way I'd have had the strength to hang on and, you and know, the mobility whatever. to sort and of the mobility. Yeah, absolutely. Out. Um, but is there something you're training for now? Is there what? What's your current? I guess that's the question. Is like kind of what's your current motivation to just stick with CrossFit to keep going? What's driving you? So you're going to have you? to watch this space. So oh. I've got oh. a catch up with Nat next week because at the moment, no, there's not really anything on the horizon. But I need something. So you need yeah. something. Okay. So who knows? Right, everyone. So in the DMs, we want questions <laughs> about the trip to Kenya, and then a flood of hey, you'd be really, you'd really enjoy this, or this would be a yeah. good thing for you, or you yeah. should look into doing this one. Um, yeah, I have toyed with the idea of Sid pairs if that a thing this year which apparent or yeah this year next year um which apparently it's gonna be um but i yeah i don't know okay off the record i'll tell you something a rumor i heard about that. okay <laughs> <laughs> okay very good well thank you very much for it. it's You're been welcome. a really interesting chat um and you know i oh this is a really important question that i almost slipped my mind and it's more important asking you this question than okay all the last couple of people i had on the podcast any names you would like to put forward of people that you think would be good to get on the podcast? Because obviously you've got all the bridge crew that I don't know. Oh, I wish you'd given me time to think of that one. Well, you can message me that if you I want. might have to message you because there's actually some really, really quietly inspirational people at the bridge that would not put themselves forward at all, but would be really interesting to hear their story. So yes, there's there's a load. Okay, and then let's also open up this way then, because potentially more bridge members will listen to this than than normal, because yeah. it's going to be like, oh, Penny, we know Penny. So if you want to be on, or, which is more likely, if you know other people yeah. that you want to be on, shoot me some messages. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, I, I do feel like we've neglected the, the bridge side. And I will squarely put the blame on Brinkman for not doing his... Yeah. correspondent job correctly yeah i'm happy to happy to blame him <laughs> okay very good well thank you very much penny you're welcome it's been a pleasure thank to speak you. to you and um from the comfort of your car as well let's <laughs> pull the curtain back completely <laughs> yeah, here. yeah wonderful and uh thank you everyone for listening thanks <laughs>